Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into the podcasted version of the live stream. Before we get into the show, I want to mention one more time the $4.99 advertising that's available to you. You'll hear it in just a couple seconds here. I do pre-roll ads that are $4.99 a month. It is an absolute steal. Whether you want to promote your company, your podcast, your live stream, maybe you do music, I don't know, whatever the case is. If you want to promote it, it's 5 bucks a month, and you get a uh, you get an ad every single episode, five days a week, joined between 2,000 and 2,500 people a month, and growing to help promote uh, whatever you want to promote. And clearly, I can't talk, so uh, here's the episode. Hey, guys. Mark Belville here, host of For the Love of the Game podcast. Just want to let you guys know you can check us out every Tuesday. We're on all your podcast listening platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, as well as many others. Also now on iHeartRadio. Um, just want to let you know, check us out for all your sports news and gambling advice. Uh, we break down all things of sports, the breaking news, the latest storylines, and give our picks on a bunch of different uh, sporting events. Uh, so hopefully we can put a little bit of money in your pocket as well. We really appreciate the love and support. Make sure you guys check us out. Hey guys, it's Ryan Green Machine Ebner here from the Big J and BB Show, your source for gaming, anime, and sports news. You can find us on your podcast platform of choice. Just search Big J and BB Show on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. Also find us on Twitter at Big J and BB Show. Now enjoy the next episode and stay breezy. Okay, great start to the show. Uh, was about to start talking and my microphone was not on. So hi, welcome to the stream. Uh, as always, brought to you by busr.com slash Josh. Some big news coming out of BUSR. I'm sure people saw that on Twitter. Uh, they are the main sponsor for Boxer this weekend. Tremaine Williams is 19-0. and 19-0, going, uh, going for number 20 on Showtime on uh, Saturday August 1st, and uh, BUSR is the main sponsor. I have a few betting things to get to, but I want to uh, to get this out of the way first. Austin at Blackhawks D-Zone on Twitter, an unbelievable follow if you're a Blackhawks fan and a hockey fan, will be joining us Friday night. Uh, Ryan, I don't know if you're going to be here, cool. If not, <laughs> Austin's going to... If I'm here, I'm here, man. I'm down. <laughs> Austin uh, is going to join us to talk about uh, the playing round uh, and, and what to look forward to with the Blackhawks. And, uh, and how this will all play out with the bubble, which some more NHL news, but we'll get to that later. Uh, some, hmm, how do I want to start this? It's not going too great right right now for, for the MLB. Um, we'll get into Cub Sox in a second, but I want to flip-flop this, these, uh, these topics and the itinerary for the show because I'm really bothered by the Miami Marlins situation. Look, 40% of their team tested positive for COVID and they played on Sunday. Um, So Phillies, Phillies, Yankees canceled Marlins Orioles is canceled. The latest thing that I saw was that the, if the Marlins are going to play at all, it's probably going to be third. I'm sorry, Wednesday. Um, If for some crazy reason they get these tests back and, and they're like, yeah, you know what? You're good to go, which I doubt. They can play tomorrow is what I heard, uh, but they will be bust to Baltimore. So, look, man, I, I just think that – and the other important factor of, of what's come out with the Marlins is best-case scenario they play Wednesday. 
Yeah. Worst case scenario, they're they're quarantined for two weeks, and at that point, it's like, why even come back? Right. Like, then what? So, like, what's your take on all this? Because I got oh. a I got a mask here, and I was really contemplating on wearing it for the for the entire stream just to you know make my statement. But right. I um you know first and foremost that intro that we just did a banger all right that was that was a bop I was, that was into that bop, bop I, was, I was I was pretty into that I was vibing um you know I mean I uh it's uh it's real stressful right now uh for baseball I'm sure and for the teams and even as a baseball fan and sports fan you're just like yeah. oh my god like already we're only one weekend in I think everybody kind of assumed you know that we were going to get a, a team was going to get something like this happen. It was just bound to happen, especially because of the traveling. Like, right. I just didn't see a way that MLB with the, with the plan they put in place was going to avoid it. Right. I mean, this is now everybody's jumping on it. Like, Hey man, you should have bubbled it. Should have bubble city. It. You should have, you know, however you want to do it. I'm sure there was other scenarios. Maybe they could have, maybe you take the, since it's, since you're only playing your rival division, you know, the East and the uh, AL East, I know East, you know, vice versa. Maybe they could have, you know, picked, two central locations for each of those so that those teams could all play each other. And then, you know, same with the central, same with the West divisions. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, at this point it's too late for that though. I know I saw a lot of people talk about like, well, they should just go into a bubble. Well, you know, at this point, that's, that's not an option anymore uh, for MLB. You're already, already into your plan. This is something that they're going to deal with now. You know, Manfred said that they're, you know, they were not, they're not pushing the, the panic button. They're not, um, how do you say they're not, and they're not they didn't even discuss canceling the season that wasn't even a thing right. that was brought up today with the his meeting with the owners um i don't know moving forward what what is going to be the move right like you said worst case scenario two weeks um how do you make up two weeks that's that that it and like you, you know touched upon with the phillies not being no place see it's affecting not just the Miami Marlins, it's it's going now, it's affecting the Phillies, which is then affecting the Yankees, which and then in turn is now with the Marlins is affecting the O's. And it's just, it's the big, big cycle. And it's, I don't know what the move is going to be, but it just doesn't feel great. No, and I, I think like, so first of all, I saw a lot of people and, and I I was not, uh, I was not aware of, of anything going on with Miami until I saw things today and a lot of people are like look the only the only guy the only person that could have stopped the Marlins from playing yesterday is Rob Manfred and here we are again pointing the finger at Mr. Manfred look I know that there's going to people there's going to be people that are like well Rob's not in the locker room Rob has no idea what the, what's going on with the Marlins look I'm sure that there are reports on a daily basis to Rob Manfred. And if not directly to Rob Manfred, to his team of, of uh, executives. I was going to say, if there's not, I mean, then you you guys are running a shit show yeah. down in Major League Baseball. The, yeah. the commissioners should be, of every league, should know what is going on right now. Right. And 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 that's my point. Is like, look, Rob, listen. <laughs> you are a greedy bastard. And... True. It, it, it just it feels like it goes back to that it, it feels like greed and his inability to swallow his pride and maybe take a take a step back as a commissioner and be like this would be the smart thing to do forget about the ad dollars forget about all these things this is the right thing to do 
And from everything that I could tell, he didn't do it. So I'm not going to stick on this Marlins thing too too long because I don't want this to be, you know, I'll, I'll get off my soapbox. But we'll see what happens in the next couple of days. I, I'm just, I'm obviously hoping for the best. And uh, as we transition White Sox and Cubs news, uh, the White Sox manager, Ricky Renteria, of course, the uh, White Sox game is postponed. Um, he was not going to manage today because he woke up with a slight cough and, and nasal congestion. Now, listen, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've woken up with some sort of symptom, like, all the time, dude. Listen, it happened to me. I don't know, a month and a half ago, maybe even longer. And I woke up and it was like my throat was dry. I didn't. I don't even think I had a cough. It it, it was just dry, and I'm like. I'm staying away from everybody. Right. right. I'm staying away from everybody because now at this point, there are so many reflections of like, is it my allergies or is it COVID? It, do I have a cough because it's dry or is it COVID? Right. So Ricky, like the, the, the White Sox are handling that well. The only thing that kind of, you know, screws me is, okay, what if a couple days goes by? And, and then he he has symptoms. So he was around all of those players Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then wakes up today and he's like, "Oh, don't feel good. I'm gonna stay away. I'm gonna stay back." So obviously they're getting tested and all that, but it just, I don't know. It, it it's one of those things where like I I just don't know, and I really I can't even say anything about it because it just seems like we have to go day by day, and we can't have a plan until something until something happens. So, uh, nonetheless, let, let's let's get to some actual baseball talk. Cubs and White Sox, obviously not the best uh the best weekend for the White Sox, getting outscored 27-17, but listen. Listen, Nelson Cruz, like I'm willing to start a GoFundMe to pay him out of the league. Right? Or just don't pitch to him. It just Please. block him every time. Please, something. My lord, he just had a day on Sunday. I mean, unbelievable day didn't he get like seven rbis something ridiculous but i know you he know, had seven hits in that series and three of them were home runs so like just pitch around the game, man <laughs> yeah. um that you know is awful obviously eloy and ronaldo getting banged up that sucks um does it you know okay so uh see, well the eloy not, one does to so me. i'm not gonna i'm not going to first of all this is the first bad thing i'm gonna say about eloy jimenez learn how to play the fucking outfield dude True. Listen, no presence. Listen, I, I'm not going to act like I played at a high level, okay? But I played the corner the, the corner positions every single year of my baseball career. And if there was a warning track or if there was thicker grass by the warning track, I was stepping on the track. One, two, three, fence. Or I would I would jog it. One and a half fence. This dude has no recognition of where the <laughs> damn wall is at his home park. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't want to rip on this guy. I, he's amazing. It, he's it is an absolute blessing to have Aloy Jimenez on your team. But on top of him not getting great jumps on the ball, not being a generally great fielder as it is now, obviously that's something that we all want to improve. He can't even find the damn wall. So like. We can't afford to, Aloy, we, we can't afford to have you running into walls twice a year and being out. Right. Yeah, no, 100%. And, like, to me, obviously, you know, his bat's fantastic. But 
yeah, like you said, he's got to have some type of visual presence, man, and know where you're at, especially like you said, in your home park. Um, you need to be able to be aware of where the walls are at and play them properly. Cause that, that to me is the biggest thing. Like you, you can't be a risk and that, in that regard. And then, you know, Lopez got hurt and it, you know, he's on the 10 day DL with his shoulder and then Gio's going to take a spot and boy, boy, that didn't look great either when Gio <laughs> came in. So like, yeah. I am just like sitting here like, wow, that is not great. Um, we'll see how cease and Rodon pitch tomorrow. Uh, because like you said, the game got postponed. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know how I feel about that right now, coming off of that twin series. But to me, like, I, I guess what, my, what I wanted to know from you is like, everybody was just ripping the shit out of Renteria mm-hmm. all weekend. What was your thoughts on him with the lineup changes and everything like that? So, somebody, um, I, I can't remember who tweeted this, so I, I apologize. I know somebody tweeted this not too long ago, and it's, I'm going to be honest, it's not like a it's not like a scorching take, but I'm like, "Oh yeah, why the hell don't we, why, why don't we just do that?" Um so I I'll, I'll get to your question after I say this. He he tweeted enough with the enough with the Delmonico experience. Can we just put Danny Mendick at second and Leary Garcia in right field? And I'm like, "Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Like, why right. do we need why do we need I mean at at this point we're going to need Delmonico and, and Angle. Um and even then, I would, I mean, really, put put Angle in. I mean, can you put him in left? I, I don't know. Can can Angle? Obviously, Angle is going to play right, but can you put Leary in, in left? I don't, is he comfortable playing there? Because I would rather have like put Danny Mendick out there at second base and Leary and, and Angle in the outfield. Because while you're not going to get the, you're not going to get the bat right that we hope Nomar Mazara will have. You're not going to get that from Nicky Delmonico nor Adam Engel. But Adam Engel's defense is, I, I, there's, for lack of a better term, it's unreal. So I would rather have a guy out there that you're like, you're not a defensive liability, but yeah, we're going to put you at ninth and uh, in, in the batting order, and then you know we'll just we'll figure that out. And look, if you get a couple hits, great. But if not, it's no surprise. But to answer your question, listen, Ricky Renteria – didn't have a team aside from Tim Anderson and Jose Abreu and, and Yon Moncada until this year. And you could make the argument that the White Sox bench, look, one through nine, all of our starters healthy, very, very solid team. Very solid. Dangerous lineup. But then if you get to the seventh and eighth inning and you have to sub somebody, are you really confident in anybody on this bench? Right. Nicky Delmonico, no. Not a a ton. (laughs) Adam Engel, no. You're a defensive replacement. You're a pinch runner. Leary Garcia, look, he had two bombs uh, on Saturday against Minnesota, but I just don't know how confident you are in his bat. And then, you know, and then you go to James McCann, and look, I'm a fan of James McCann. I know there's a lot of people that are like, oh, gee, he sucks, but he doesn't suck. You're out of your mind. Um, But, uh, I mean, that's kind of where we're at. He has to... Do with what he has. I know there, there were people that are like, look, why didn't you go get Marcelo Zuna? Why didn't you go get Nick Castellanos? It's like, yeah, I, I, sure, sure. You, you could say that. You could make that argument day in and day out. But this is what we have now. It, right. We have Nicky Delmonico and Adam Engel. I don't know what you want. To, they have to play. They have to play. Because here's what I'm thinking. I hate load management in the NBA. But... If you don't play, so Nomar Mazar comes back, okay? 
and we don't know what he's going to be. But let's just say Nicky Delmonico and Adam Engel, let's just say they tread water, right? They're not really costing your team games every single day. If you could sprinkle them in every once in a while and sprinkle in Danny Mendick at second base, and for the love of God, Nick Madrigal at second base, if you can sprinkle them in and make the playoffs, your guys are fresh. Your, your, your big bats are fresh. And I know that the argument's going to be, well, they're only playing 60 games. Everybody's going to be fresh. I don't necessarily know how true that is. I was going to say, I don't necessarily believe that, though. I, um, I, right. Like, you get 10 days off throughout this 60-game stretch. And by the way, the Cardinals are off today. They got, one of theirs is today. Yeah. And they only played three games. So it's like, it all depends on how it plays out. I mean, what if you're, what if you're playing... You know, it's a different story. If you're winning 12 to 3, sit your guys, sit them, and then they'll play tomorrow. Great. But if you're if you're constantly playing 5-4, 3-2, 6-5 games, those guys are going to have to play all nine. They're going to have to play all nine. And then like tomorrow, you're going you're not going to have the same lineup. We, you got a doubleheader tomorrow. You're going to have subs. Nicky Delmonico is going to play one. And then Adam Angle is probably going to play both. Leary, both. Danny Mendick, one. That, that's what we have. That's just what we have. So I, for the people who are, and I know I'm ranting here. I'll get. I swear I'll give you the floor in a second. But, like, it's just what we have. If you look, if you want to make the lineup, go apply to be the manager. That's all 100%, I'm saying. Hundred percent. I mean, my biggest thing is with the White Sox and with White Sox fans is the sky is not falling. Right. right? right. I understand the mathematics behind it. I get that. Like every game in a 60 game season is like a just under three or three games. If you did 162 yeah. and if you want to go by, you know, numbers like that. Okay. I get that. So losing two out of three, that's like almost dropping six games in 162. But even when I drop six games in 162, I still got however many more to go. So, I mean, this was three games. Uh, we lost two of them. That's all right. Um, like you said, this is the lineup. This is the roster we're dealing with. Um, when um, Madrigal gets called up, all right, that we'll see what we got there. I mean, there's no, there's no guarantee that Madrigal comes out and balls out either. Like right. I, I don't know what's gonna happen. I mean, you know, positive from the weekend, Luis Roberts hit his first home run. That's yeah. awesome. That's great to see. You know, um, watching some of his at bats over the weekend. In the beginning, I was like, oh, he's very uncomfortable. He's very, very uncomfortable up there. He's swinging at the shit in his eye, and I'm getting pissed. You know what I mean? And then you started seeing him in that second game start to settle in a little bit. And then as the third game started to settle in a little bit more. So, I mean, those are things that are going to happen. And, you know, yes, I don't want to be banged up right away, but to just rip on Renteria and what he's doing, like it's three games in, let's see what happens. I mean, do I personally think McCann should have started with Giolito? Yeah. hundred percent. Because that's who his guy was all year last year when he balled out. Mm -hmm. So why not do that again? I understand Grandel and how awesome he is. And I get like, yeah, that's the richest contract in white Sox history. Oh my God. That's so sad. Um, but still, you know, go with what's hot. McCann was what was hot last year. Let him start with uh, Lucas just because that's the comfort of it. Right. Yep. I don't know what the comfort was working on during the summer camp and a little bit of spring training between them. I don't know what it was, but that's the decision he made. That's what we're going to live with. I mean, listen, uh, I sat through a lot of years of Ventura, right. <sighs> and I can, I can sit through this. Um, we'll see as we go. Obviously, first and foremost, you hope that Ricky's healthy. That's that's what you're worried about right now. But yep. um, the, the sky is not falling. We are going to be okay. This is still a really young team where it's got a lot of growing pains to still go through. 
and we will see we'll take it game by game and like tomorrow like you said double header man get used to some weird lineups bro because it's gonna be it's gonna be wild yeah and uh b- before we before we start to uh to discuss uh, uh the, the other team uh the chicago <laughs> cubs um i just want to mention this really quickly and and I, i'll give you the floor if you if you'd like it but i'm just gonna say this I'm very, very ashamed of uh, some some folks on White Sox Twitter. Uh, the news came out today that uh, Michael Kopech, not not with the team, obviously, is uh, divorcing Vanessa Morgan. She's on Riverdale. If if people are wondering who that is, Ooh. and I just have an issue. First of all, as someone who has worked for a team and been in locker rooms and and actually talked to people off the record, right? I, I've there's a difference between getting a story. Because it's going to be interesting and invading your invading someone's life. And for journalists out there, and maybe you're just getting started, I'm not gonna persuade a veteran guy, right? They're gonna do whatever they want to do. But if you're a, if you're a young journalist, the world will be a better place for you and the and the teams and the people that you cover if you find that line between news and morals. Because there were things that happened when I was when I was a broadcaster for the Slammers. There were personal things that happened with players, and I made sure when I was in the locker room, I made sure to say, like, let's just for example, Jones. Let's just let's call him Jones. Hey, Jones, off the record, everything, everything good. And all of a sudden, you build that trust. Now, if you break that trust and go, Jones, off the record, everything good, and he he starts talking to you about it, and then you go back and write a column on it, then you're an asshole. So. Right. Just please, any young journalist out there, find that line between morality and journalism, and you'll be okay. Don't be a dirtbag and and air everybody's you know dirty laundry because everybody has it. Um, so that's all I wanted to say. If you have anything on that, go for it. If not, we can move on to the Cubs. Uh, I just, I mean, I all I can really say is I agree with you hundred percent. Like, um, just find that line and don't, don't, um don't just throw shit out there just for clicks. You know what I mean? And that's what we're at in this day and age, especially with social media. Um, give them that private time. That's, that's their private time. That's, that's personal to, for them and just give it, leave it to them and, you know, stay the hell out of it. So on the other side of town, the Cubs, listen, two and one. And kicking uh, ass right now. Tyler Chatwood, uh, everybody was like, Jesus, Tyler Chatwood's on the mound. Here we go. We're going to lose 13 to nothing. And he threw a gem. And then game one, Kyle Hendricks threw a three hit shutout. I mean, Look, I'm not surprised that the Hendricks won, not at all. But the Chatwood one, I, I kind of liked. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of liked wa- like just going through Cubs Twitter and seeing everybody go, "Oh my God, this is actually happening." Tyler Chatwood is he our guy? Is he the guy this year? And it's like th- that's my issue with st- like talking shit about players before they even play. <laughs> like, let him go pitch if he gets lit up by all means. Let him let loose, but. I mean, he he damn near held his own. Uh, in fact, he held his own against Milwaukee, and and it's a big series for them. Two and one to come out, and then they're on the road I, uh, tonight. Is they're, they for sure? Postponed? They're winning right now. Oh, they're yeah, playing. They're okay, six nothing against Cincinnati right now. Okay, well there goes my parlay. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, the Mets were up four nothing, and then I had the Reds, and then I had the White Sox. So I guess there there goes that. But I'll have another parlay tomorrow on busr.com/slash Josh. I'm I'm like enjoying just constant. You know what I should do? I should just stop the parlays and just single bets everywhere. That's what I should Start do. spreading it out. That's what I should do. That's really what I should do. But about this Cubs team, man. So I I said it a while ago 
a lot of Cubs fans and even even fans around the league are like, I don't know what's going on with the Cubs. We could really see them fall. They could, they, you know, they could win 20 games this year. And I was like, yeah, I just, I don't really see that. Like, I, nope. I, I you know, I, I'm not going to say they're going to win 50 games, but I, there's no reason that they can't, you know, fight for the division in the NL Central and make the playoffs. I, I guess I don't really get why people are like, yeah, they suck. It's like okay, so they had a bad year last year, a combination of just complete dog shit last year. When they when they couldn't hit, they couldn't pitch, and when they could pitch, they couldn't hit, and when they hit, they couldn't pitch. Like it never matched up for them. So they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Yeah, to me, like the idea that the Cubs were just like they're gone. That's it. It's the windows closed. We're moving on. Get rid of everybody on the team. It's a fire sale. Like I don't know yeah. where that came from. I'm not really sure. Uh, but my whole take this entire time has been like, Hey, this is a 60 game sprint. And when you have a team like the Cubs who have played in big moments, obviously they've won a world series in recent years. Uh, there is no doubt in my mind that that veteran presence on that team, they can get hot. And right now, like, look at, you know, what Chatwood did now. I mean, I'll caution by saying, I remember Philip Umber throwing a gem and then getting lit the rest of the way. So, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll take it day by day, but I mean, he still, he, he pitched great. And you gotta be happy about that. Obviously Hendricks did what Hendricks was going to do. Hendricks p- pitched phenomenally on, um, on Friday mm-hmm. and you know, they got a little banged up. Uh, you got banged up in, uh, against my, uh, Milwaukee on Saturday. But overall, to take two out of three against a big division rival in a, in a division that, to me, is going to probably be one of the most competitive divisions all year long. Um, it's probably that one in the NL East you'll see a ton of action from. And the Cubs, they played great. That's all That's all there is to it. I mean, and now look what they're doing to Cincinnati right now, just beating the, beating the tar out of them. So uh, I, I would not panic on the Cubs at all. No, I feel real good as a Cub fan. Yeah, and and the thing too is well, you mentioned the NL Central. Uh, Cardinals are playing Minnesota over the next couple of days, and I could not be the, a bigger Cardinals fan. Like, listen, I, I'm to the point. The Minnesota is my is my most hated team. <laughs> like, I just I can't stand playing them because I know how good they are. I know how good they are, but at the same time, I feel like. I feel like there's a there's a way to beat them, and I, I sometimes I think teams think too hard about it. At, like I don't know, it, it's just I don't really have like a, 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 a like a sabermetrics way of of thinking about how to beat this Minnesota team. I'm just saying it almost feels like just don't make mistakes. Like Nelson Cruz hit three home runs over the weekend against the Sox, and I feel like all three of those home run balls were like shouldn't have made the pitch. Like it's not like he's on one knee swinging over his head and you're like how the hell did this guy do that so i don't know i i just i had to bring that up because i uh I was talking to a cardinals fan today and uh and she was like yeah we're playing minnesota and i really hope we don't get murdered so um but yeah I, we'll move on a little bit um sticking with the with with chicago good news for blackhawks fans and uh and the nhl so i don't know if you saw this but over 4200 covid tests came back for this new for this for this phase right 0% positive that's what you want to see hands down i think uh was it friday you asked me uh, out of all the leagues which one did i think would go off without a hitch and that would be i said the nhl just because of those reasons i i think the nba is gonna be very similar i mean if you get keep the players out of the strip clubs i think you'll be all right but um <laughs> you know i mean the nhl 
they're gonna do it. I, I'm I'm a hundred percent on board with what they're doing. I think the bubbles are the best possible scenario. Um, MLS look at the same way. When in the beginning they had a little bit of a hiccup, but then they got control of it and um, yep. they've moved on from that and they've they've done well since. But like looking looking at the NHL in general, they have zero. Uh, positive cases is great moving forward as we get ready um i think what the uh the exhibition games or whatever start up this week and then the august yep. 1st is the playoffs officially uh so hey that's 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 what you want to hear man right before you ramp up because you could be in the mlb shoes and that's not great i just yeah man i just think the the whole travel thing i was a little iffy about that but in the first place i'm like wait wait so the nba is going to do a bubble the nhl is going to have two bubbles um, the MLS has a bubble and the MLB is like, yeah, hey, we're just going to keep it regional. And I'm like, but it, I mean, I guess now is not the time to be different. <laughs> like, no, 100%. <laughs> so, no, you're right. Like there's no reason to be different. I mean, like I touched upon earlier, if you wanted to break it down where, you know, AL and NL for each division, right? The West and the West, they have a hub. Yeah. The Central and Central have a hub. The East and the East have a hub. And then when we get to the playoffs, uh, you know, we'll we'll figure it out as you get to the end, right? But like, you could have done a lot of things, and really, the the problem ultimately is going like people that want to defend Manfred and Tony Clark, that's on you. But at the end of the day, they failed, failed miserably to get a proper plan in place. Yeah. Ultimately, that would be the safest, right? David Price ripped them today again, and like that's the thing. I'm not seeing. And did you see? I don't know if you saw this. NHL, what they did, whoever is the PR for the NHL, hats off to you. They took pictures that they found of the people, of players' families, and put them in frames in their hotel room. So when they got there, they had pictures of their families with them. And like, my lord, the NHL has come out of this just like, uh, as just amazing in sports fans' eyes of how they've handled this entire thing. And, you know, they already got their uh, CBA for next year and everything figured out, like for the next few years. They've already got that figured out. The NHL, man, where I was so worried, I was so worried in the beginning. I'm like, oh, I don't think they're even going to finish this year. I don't know how the NHL is going to do this. And they've come out and they've nailed it in every aspect. We'll see what happens as the games start. But, like, again, to go into this with no cases right now is huge. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll we'll see how that goes. And uh, again, to plug it again, Austin from uh, from Ontap Sportsnet at Blackhawks D Zone on Twitter is a great follow if you're a hockey fan. We'll join the show on Friday night to talk about Blackhawks Oilers and the NHL in general. I want to wrap things up with the NFL because, in my opinion, the NFL is just they're just asking to get screwed over in this situation. Uh, padded practices are supposed to start three weeks from today, and. Now the Marlins thing comes out and, you know, pro football talk uh, or, or maybe it was pro football focus. I don't remember which one on Twitter came out with this thing. It was like, yeah, the Marlins thing, NFL's paying attention, blah, 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 blah. There's no way, in in my opinion, that the NFL does a bubble. No, because they want to get fans in there, man. Yeah. Which is nuts to me. Um, the NFL is – I now I've heard the argument of, well, you're only traveling eight times, right? You're not traveling – um, 30 times as compared to the MLB and maybe the less traveled does help. Um, but you also have more players um, yeah. in your, on your organization. So I don't know. I, the NFL one is going to be tricky to me. And like, I know I read something where I think CBS posted it, where they talked to a lot of GMs that they are extremely doubtful. They finish a full 16 game stretch yeah. that it, yeah. it'll probably be somewhere around 10 to 12. 
and they're waiting for the NFL to like give them a like a a backup plan of uh, anything just to map it out. And the NFL hasn't done any of that, so this is this is going to be tough for them. I don't, you know, it's the same with college football. I don't know how we're going to get football this this year. I just don't see it. I just, I guess, I don't understand how, and I get it. You know, they're they're. They're not going to be starting for a little bit, right? But at the same time, it's like, have you even come out with a plan? Like, do you do you even have any documentation of what this is going to be like? All you've really said is twenty five percent capacity at some stadiums that allow fans. Like that's really yeah. and and the whole the whole mask thing, which I think is an absolute gong show. But I just kind of feel like yeah, like listen, you have to if you're the NFL the 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 largest machine you need to learn from what the MLB is doing wrong like you have a golden opportunity to learn from the MLB the NBA and the NHL and MLS by the way before you get started to be like okay they did this wrong this didn't work out well this was good but that didn't work either so we're going to do a combination of all the good things and then we should be good to go. So, like, if if you asked me a month ago who, what league was going to have the best time with this, without without any other knowledge of who the commissioner of the NFL is or whatever, if you were just basing this off of when they're going to start playing, I would have bet all my money on the NFL because they, yeah. c- they have an opportunity to learn from everyone else's mistakes and put a plan in place that they're confident in and that everyone can agree on. And here they are twiddling their thumbs going, eh, We'll make fans wear masks. It's like, oh, okay, okay. Uh, now I don't know. I, I'm not. I don't know how you feel about this. And you can rebuttal what uh, after my what I say. But like, to me, sports, us getting sports was is not a uh, how you say it? it's a privilege, right? It's not a right. We didn't. We weren't. We weren't needed to be guaranteed sports. And I think that was the biggest thing from sports fans was this outrage outrage of like no no i have to have my sports and i have to have this and to me sports at the end of the day were the reward for us getting this done um and lowering flattening the curve or whatever it is and get so we're not you know you're looking at a lot of cities that are all of a sudden you know states spot hot 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 spots everywhere not a good time for us to get these leagues going in this way where like I understand the NHL and the NBA and they've isolated themselves in those bubbles. And that's probably going to be the best bet. And it probably would have been the best bet for any of the leagues. Um, but for baseball and the NFL to want to travel, to want to have possible fans or anything else that to me is so money hungry and not pro player and pro health that it's disgusting. And that at the end of the day is what's bothering me the most. And I know you talked about it with Manfred earlier about like, he just wanted the money. That's all it is. He just wants any type of rep TV revenue he can get because the owners are pissed, right? That they can't have fans. And it's just, to me, like I said, sports are like a reward or something that we get for, you know, doing what we doing what we needed to do. And at the end of the day, we didn't do that. I'm with you on that because so <sighs> I, I, I agree 100%, and I'm trying to find the best way to um, – I'm trying to find the best way to, to explain it. So when this first started, you know, there was there was a little bit of concern of, like, a, a knee-jerk reaction of, man, we're, we're really 
we're really not going to get sports. There, there's going to be an entire summer of no baseball. Uh, the, the NHL isn't going to be back till December or however long it was. The NBA in, in the same boat. The NFL, who knows? But then after I sat there and really thought about it, I'm like, you know what? For for a short term, and, and and even even going a year, like I know that seems like a long time for people, but a short term sacrifice for the long term good of not only society but for sports in general. That was where I started to think about it, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, it would be this. It seems like the smart thing to do to hold off on everything until things start to clear up. And look, believe in what you want about COVID. I whatever. I'm not going to sit here and and preach to everybody what they should and shouldn't believe in. But right. it just it, it it felt like the right thing to do to be like, you know what? Let it. We're going to let COVID do its thing, and then we'll come back because it just. I would have rather, and and with with Major League Baseball, we aren't at the point where like it's done, like it, as you said, we're far from that. But I would have rathered the MLB go. Nobody's making any money this year. We'll see you next year, and then full fledged come back at it with, hey, we're doing a preseason playoff. We're going to do a 16-team preseason playoff, and then we're going to do the 162, and then we're just going balls to the wall with the playoffs. It's going to be an absolute blast. Can you imagine? This is not like the work stoppage in the 90s. Can you imagine the excitement everyone would have had if baseball came back in 2021 and was like, full-capacity stadiums, jersey sales are back, Everything is here. Everybody's making money. This is what's going on. If you want to come, come to the park. We have amazing promotions because our sponsors are hungry to get back in the game. And we're going to have a good time. Can you imagine? I know people that would go to every single home game. Right. Every single home game. I know yeah. for, for a fact, they'd be at every single, every all of, all of the 81 games. So that's, and look. Do I, am I, you know, am I some guru that knows exactly what they should have done? No, I'm just saying, I feel like that's how it could have played out, but here we are. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's my big thing. Like, obviously, you know, we're not owners, we're not players, we're not anything like that. We're just dudes in front of a mic. But at the end of the day, like those options seemed, and I don't know the logistics. I'm not going to pretend to know what the money was. I mean, at the end of the day, these players and owners are losing their ass anyway. So Mm -hmm. why not? just say hey you know what so we're they out. say yeah you know well we're out for now we'll see you next year and like you said just go balls to the walls with it and like that's my proud thing if you were gonna do it this way where you're just like yeah we're just gonna pretend like everything's kind of normal don't worry about it we just don't have fans don't don't mind it you could be like fox it digitizes them and it looks stupid as shit <laughs> um you know the crowd noise during the Sox and twins game wasn't bad no you know that type of, I, that didn't feel weird to me that much um but in a day, man, it's just you got to put safety first. And that was why my big thing was always was like sports are not a God given right to us. Like we're not mm-hmm. entitled to it. And I think that's what happens with people as they think that they're, they're entitled to it. And it's like, no, dude, like we got to be smart about all this. And listen, I'm, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I was really excited to have baseball back. Even when the Sox were getting their shit kicked in, I was still like, yeah, all right. It's all right. We still, still got baseball. And, um, I mean, we'll see what happens moving forward, but for the MLB and the NFL right now, I, disappointment is, is a big word for me. Do you think, um, I'm, I'm going to ask this on Twitter, actually, 
But I'll ask you now. Do you think this COVID situation is making making college athletes rethink how soon they leave for the draft? Yes. It should if you're smart. You know what I mean? If you're if you're a, a college athlete who is sitting there thinking to themselves like, ooh, you know, okay, well, if I go out now, it's, you know, I mean, I know in the NFL you still have to get through your junior year. So, like, I mean, mm-hmm. you're almost done at least. But, like, for the NBA, I do think it, it puts in a lot of perspective for the players of, like, okay, like, I got to kind of make sure I have something else I can do or – um, and, and, uh, it also could hurt you on the, fl- on the flip side where maybe players want to get to the league faster because they want to try and make their money quicker, um, in case these things happen like this. Like, I don't know what's going to happen with college football this, this fall, but like, how does that affect draft stock across the board for those, uh, individuals? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I'm, I'm a little like in between on it, if I'm being honest, because look, if I was a college football player and somebody told me, Hey, you're getting a. Like Tua is making like seven and a half million dollars this year, <laughs> so if it was me, I'd be like, "Look, I'm gonna go play. I'm gonna make my seven million, and you know, let's just say COVID 2.0 happens, and I never get to play again. I got seven and a half million dollars. I can take another hundred grand of that, go back to school, and and be good. Like mm-hmm. I just I, there there's obviously multiple avenues that you can you can go down if you're talking about college athletes their degrees and how much money they're going to make in the nfl because look if, you, if you're making seven and a half million which the Tua situation is a little bit different right not every single college athlete is going to come out making seven and a half mil but right. at the same time it's like look even if you made a million right if you made a million dollars that's still more in one year than a lot of people making 10 yeah so that's just I don't know I, I just think that's an interesting discussion because I, I don't think there's a wrong answer with that question I think there are pros and cons to both yeah. situations yeah absolutely so I I just uh I, I wanted to bring that up because of course when you know random shit pops in my head and I like to I like to talk about it but is there anything else that you want to uh you want to bring up anything new going on with the big J and BB show anything that we missed today uh well with uh with the, what we missed I want I want to end this at least on a more of a positive note there I got a little, a little angry at that everything hey, there you know it is what it is um keenan allen bro got oh, a little heated himself up. yeah yeah he got a little heated himself because the nfl does their player top 100 players for each year they did the 2020 mm-hmm. uh he dropped down to 77 um and he went on a little bit of a tangent so he said okay i'm tired of biting my tongue <laughs> he tagged um tyreek hill mike evans and chris goodwin I don't know who that is, but that's not the right person. <laughs> and he said, and the list goes on, are not a better receiver than me, faster than me every day of the week, but separation, child, please. Now, the best part about this is Mike Evans responded and said, you tagged the wrong Chris Godwin, LOL, and don't be mad at us. We ain't making the rankings or care about them. I like the confidence, but be realistic. You not on my level, bro. And then Chris Godwin said, Oh shit, LOL, don't sweat it. G Chris Goodwin ain't better than me either. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I laughed so hard because I'm like, dude, my biggest thing is like Keenan Allen, just stay healthy. For God's sakes, yeah. man. Like he's a guy that like I can't draft anymore in fantasy because he just gets hurt every single time. Um and like, you know, Keenan Allen ain't no slouch, but like no. Allen Robinson probably deserved to be better higher than him on the list, and he wasn't. You didn't see Allen Robinson losing his shit. Um and like yeah, how that, many that times 
how many times have these rankings come out for us to for or do they need to come out for us to realize that these are just fucking people putting a list together yeah like these aren't like these are based off they're they're subjective is what i'm saying and now if you want to base if you want to base these rankings off of uh catches catch percentage uh yards then then by all means do that but like any sort of list that comes out I really try to be like, let me check out the list just to see what's on there. And I try not to blow a, blow a gasket because I know that all of these lists are, again, subjective. But um, nonetheless, still hilarious because Mike Evans is definitely better than Keenan Allen. But uh, is, there, is there anything else? Any any gaming news going on? What's what's, uh, uh, what's the latest on just, that? We just did a uh, our Weebisode 2. It's our anime podcast. We just released that uh, this morning. You check that out wherever you check out this podcast, that podcast platform of choice. Just search Big J and BB Show. Um, we're going to do an NHL and NFL, or not NFL, NHL and NBA uh, prediction show this week. I don't know what date yet. We'll figure it out. It might be Thursday. I haven't decided yet. Cool. Uh, keep an eye out for that at Big J and BB Show on Twitter. Uh, just keep staying breezy. All right. Well, everybody, we appreciate you joining. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify, and you made it this far, we appreciate you. Uh, leave a like and leave a like. What is this, YouTube? Uh, follow and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating on Apple Podcasts if you uh, if you feel so inclined. And share the damn podcast. We have fun here. And uh, as soon as every sport is back, believe me, we're going to have a ton of packed shows. But That'll do it for today's episode. Tomorrow, we will uh, probably have more updates on the Miami Marlins situation, and we'll talk to you guys then.